All right, before we kick off the podcast and apologize for the past couple weeks of the podcast, uh, we got a special guest to help us kick it off. Would that be Jacob two times? Yes, this would be Jacob two times right here, your very special friend who has something to say about the show. Your votes have been counted, and you guys got the best ever local Tampa morning show ever. But not only that, Holly, you got the best midday show ever with co-hosted by Miguel Fuller and Scotty the Body. You have gotten the best assistant with Miguel Fuller ever. (laughs) Yay! That's amazing! So I feel like this is the best of the Jacob Two-Time Awards. Like, I want to know, what are your picks for everything Tampa Bay? And so I feel like... We've won. I don't care what the creative loafing comes out with. If we won the Jacob Two Times Awards, that's all the awards I need. This is it. This is it. We got to get to the podcast. Can you tell everybody what podcast they're listening to, Jacob? They're listening to the Holly Podcast, co-hosted by Miguel Fuller and award winner Scotty the Body Upcoming Podcast Assistant of the Year on, on Throwback <laughs> 101.5. Unscripted, unshackled, uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature ears only. It's Miguel Fuller. I would show anything. I'd show my hee hee and my hoo hoo oh. and my ha ha. <laughs> Holly O'Connor. Hey, Daddy, you want to take this to the bedroom? <laughs> and Scotty the Body. I am officially not only the grill daddy, but I'm a hot grill daddy. Oh, wow. It's the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. Only from Hot 101.5, Tampa Bay's new hip music. Thank you, Jacob, two times for helping us kick off the show. The uh, Holly Midday Show. Yeah. With co-host Miguel and yeah. amazing assistant Scotty the Body. I don't, I'm an assistant now. Yeah. I don't think that he knows that I don't do middays here anymore. I That's okay. It's fine. That's all right, girl. I think he, maybe Let's, he got confused too because we were on until noon during I mean, the pandemic. The summer has been really crazy. Like if yeah. you just popped in a couple of times to Hot 101.5, over the past four months, you'd be like, wait, what's going on? Yeah, it was a little wonky. Because, like, nobody pays attention that closely to the radio station like we do. <laughs> no. So there's no way to know uh, exactly what all went down over the past few months. Um, so we are here in studio. Scott, you are in Vero Beach, Florida at your parents' house. I am. Posted up. Been here for, well, like, three weeks now. God, yeah. Really? It's been a while now. How are you? I mean, like, I feel like every morning when we get on to, like, before the show starts, you look like you're about to fall asleep or that you just, you are you okay? No, well, I want to start off with, like, people that have been working home, like, I don't know how in the world they do it because I'm exhausted right now, like, just beyond belief. And maybe it's because my sleeping schedule is all messed up, but also, like, trying to stay motivated while sitting at a desk in my house is quiet. And so probably a lot of people have like people that are still sleeping when they start work or whatever, but trying to stay up and alert and do stuff. And my tasks have now changed. Cause usually like during the show in the studio, 
like there's things that I'm doing in between like on air stuff and I'm able to like continue doing stuff. And usually I stand the whole time. Now I'm like, I don't really get to do a lot of those things. Yeah. And I'm sitting in the dark and it's just, it is bugging me out and it's messing up my day. Cause like right now, like I'm just, I feel whooped. And I know as soon as we're done with this, I'm going to have to take a nap. And then I got some meetings and then it just throws off everything about my day. So I think like I'm going on a steady decline <laughs> as bad as that sounds. Like I thought about this as I was journaling this morning. I'm like, I just feel so far this week. I felt myself go like a step lower every morning. And hopefully I'm going to figure out some ways to get myself back up. But it's just thrown me off and I feel it. Mm. all up in my body. I don't blame you one bit. Yeah. I I could tell this morning when I popped on and I mean you're the person that usually in the studio because usually Scott and I get here at an ungodly hour and usually he's like, "Hey." Hey. <laughs> and I'm like, "Shh." <laughs> <laughs> like there'll be times Holly before you get here. <laughs> It'll be like 4.45, and I'm just literally sitting down at the computer, and I'm, like, trying to wake up, and he's just, like, and it's, like, completely dead silent in the studio, and he'll just be, like, I'm blinded by the lights. <laughs> and, you know, like, you just get that feeling where you just want to, like, punch someone in the face, and so I'll be, like, I'm going to just put my AirPods in, and I'm just going to listen to some music and just get me to the point to where I can be, like, entertained by that. Yep. But right in that moment when we first get here, I'm like, mm-mm. But now, Scott, you look like how I normally look in the morning. Yeah, well, there's, like, no, like, there's no procedure of me getting up. Like, usually back home when I'm in St. Pete, it's like I wake up. Like, I have a whole ritual that I do. Like, I have a specific time I wake up. I jump in the shower. I make breakfast. I read, I take notes, and then I go to the studio. Here, it's like I literally roll out of bed. I like Today, I even try to take a shower to wake myself up or get a little warmer because it's freezing. And then I just kind of walk over to the desk. So there's no, <laughs> there's no kind of way of waking myself up or getting myself pumped up. And it's just like I really now like my phone's broken, so I don't really have much I can do to help. So I literally just do my little couple things, and I'm like, okay, here we go. And I also know that like – I feel like if I was listening, maybe it's not as annoying as I, I picture in my head, but I know how I sound coming through right now. It's just weird. And so I think I like overthink that half the time, like in segments. Is that so why like you haven't been contributing on air? Well, yeah, because there's not, it, it just sounds off like a little bit. And so unless I have something really like important to say, like I'm just, I'm not going to say it because I don't want to throw off like a cadence or a rhythm to listening because I, I do feel like maybe that's way too in depth, but I do feel like there's a a nice succinct sound. And then as soon as my voice comes through, if it's just like random and has no point, like it's just going to throw things off. So I think that you are a little bit too in your head with that. And this is a little behind the scenes stuff of like, I understand where you're coming from. But one of the things that I've always done, and I don't know if it's radio. Like, there's no right or wrong way, as long as you're not breaking the rules by the FCC. Yeah. Um, you know, I treat it no matter if we are, you know, doing the show from a hotel room like Holly and I've done before, or we've done our 10 and 10 broadcast and we're on location somewhere, or you're doing it, you treat it exactly the same. The minute that you don't treat it like you normally would is when the listener starts to pick up that there's something wrong. Because there's been a couple of times where you, I know you would come in on something and like 
we kind of stop for a second and then you don't. I'm like, oh, maybe his mic's on mute or something. So feel free to jump in when you feel like you have something to say and don't just wait, you know, for that big moment, you know? Yeah, no, that makes sense. I guess it's just like when I'm thinking about it, it's weird one because I don't even hear myself. It's like right now it feels like I'm on the phone. So like when you're talking, Mm. you don't really hear how you sound or anything like that. You're just talking up in the air and hopefully it's just it's coming off normal but yeah that's i mean i guess it's just getting used to it because it was weird last week doing this and then now it just kind of finding my path is hard i wish that they had been able to get you like a microphone so that you could use it in conjunction with headphones yeah yeah that'd be i I mean this way like i'm doing it like i can't believe this even works because i'm through an app right now but i do like i was had a moment today i just allowed myself to think negatively for like one second where I saw like another show and they had like the headset and like the like the mics and I was like, oh man, that would make a world of a difference because the quality probably sounds better and you could hear yourself because yeah. I don't know if whenever I'm coming in, like what level it's coming at, am I like way too loud? I'm gonna be like, whoa, like that's a lot, or where I'm at with just how everything sounds. So it's just it is very hard to adjust and like for other shows that have done this for months now. Dang, like yeah. it's exhausting. I just got pissed off. So we're going to pick back up with this point right here. Um, so what just happened is we had to cut out some of that because I think that we all, the three of us, are very passionate about the show. And it feels like sometimes, no, excuse me, let me take that back. It's not that it feels like, it is that the passion is not reciprocated back from other people on the support staff that's supposed to be there to help. Mm. So Mm. if you've ever worked in a situation before to where you feel like you put your blood, sweat, and tears into something and the people that are there that are supposed to be there to support you don't feel that passion, then it's very frustrating. Yeah. Um, And so that's why we had to cut out some of that because there are some people that are, you know, that would get back to people and Lord knows I don't feel drunk. I don't want the drama. But I do think, though, that this is a moment for the three of us, a learning moment in learning how to speak up for ourselves in a professional sense. Mm. Because this is something that Abe and I, my boyfriend and I, talk about all the time is that, you know, he's such a nice guy. Like, he is the definition of a nice guy. Yeah. And he's seen so many people in his life who own businesses that have leapfrogged over him Uh, monetarily and in their business because they cut corners, they were nasty, they cheated people out of stuff. And he's like, is that what you have to do to win? Is you have to be a bitch? You've got to like, and I'm like, and my answer is always like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know the, the, I don't know the line between being assertive and being an asshole. Yeah. I, uh, I did not have any part of, um, learning how to be assertive growing up. In fact, I was actively, maybe not even realizing it, but actively taught that others' needs are more important than mine. Right. So having come from a background like that, it's not like you put on a different hat when you're in the business world. Right. So I suffer from that, and I'm I'm learning how to, you know, take small steps to get better about it in my personal life. But in my business life, I have no idea – where the line is, right. how do you go from like 
in, in, in what situation do you need to be assertive, aggressive? Like sometimes you got to be a flat out asshole, but they don't right. call women assholes. We're bitches. Yeah. Yeah. So and it's OK to be an asshole, but it's not OK to be a bitch in mm. in 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 the professional world. Right. I, I, I believe. Yeah. So I don't really know. I'm very confused on that whole thing. All I know is that I feel shitty right now. <laughs> well, see, but here, I, I don't even know, like, because I've thought a lot about this because, you know, we've had nothing but time to sit <laughs> yeah. around a lot of time. Know, since March. <clears throat> and I think about, um, and I will say this, a, a little peek into what we sort of had to bleep out here is I don't know at what point when you are working with people that you can just feel that they like you as a human, but they don't respect what you do, how to earn that respect. Because I've always been a big person of like, my mom has always taught me if the president can get fired, you can get fired. So mm. I've never been a person that's like, look at me. I'm great. We got great ratings. Everybody look is at us. replaceable. Every single person is replaceable. Regardless of ratings. I mean, Absolutely. We've, we've all seen it happen in this industry Absolutely. where ratings are great. And then, you know, some random thing happens behind the scenes and the cord gets pulled and then you're out of a job. Right. Exactly. So. Mm. I don't know. I've so I've always gone by you have to earn respect. Mm. So in this building, and this is something that Holly and I said when we first got here is we've got to earn the respect of people in this building before we can get it outside from our listeners because we need them in the building to be on our team. And so we tried for like the first two years to get people in this building on our team by doing what we always do, not right. going out of our norm, but like working hard and producing results. And, and saying yes. Right. And being um, a team player yeah. and, you know, taking several for the team. But when you get to a certain point to where you are doing everything that you need to do and you still aren't looked at with respect for what you do because it's not what someone else does that they give respect to, you get to a point where you're like, Am I seeking respect from the wrong place? Mm. But you need their respect for them to help you because they are the support staff that their job is to help put on a great on-air product. It, it, it's a, it's, it all goes hand in hand. You right. can't do this job alone. I right. mean, we, we do it, <laughs> like the three of us. <laughs> but, I mean, in full force, when I'm talking about, like, from sales to promotions and events and on air and um, digital, like, it's a multifaceted business, right? right? So we understand the part that we play in it. That's why we try to be team players. But, I mean, the more I think about it, like, when we came in here – the expectation was already off and that nothing that we could have done was going to change that. Mm. So the people in this building were not used to a top 40 morning show. That's a show. Right. And what they were used to was like the show on the air before us. And so they just wanted us to be that 2.0. Right. And they were like, well, aren't you going to do this bit? And aren't you going to do this charity? And why don't you just plug in? Well, we don't, plug in right. like we were hired because we are different we are outside of that box that you already have 
But they kept trying to shove us in that box. Mm -hmm. And so after, I think, and that's not to say that we weren't team, excuse me, team players. We were, but we also did at that point, I think we were assertive. And when we said like, no, that's not our charity. It's not that that's a bad charity. Right. That's not what's going to be a home run for us. It's not where our heart is. Um, or like, no, this isn't the the way that we want to do this segment. Like, mm-hmm. that's not who we, you can't just, we're humans. <laughs> like We bring a completely different aspect to a show. So right. you can't just plug it in. It's kind of like when they, you know, tried to fit Conan O'Brien into the Tonight Show. And then they were like, oh, this isn't working. <laughs> and then they brought Jay Leno back. And right. then after that, they were like, now Jimmy Fallon can come in and he can plug in. But he still brought his own stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's the it's like that. Like you can't just. It's not like when they replace Aunt Viv and Fresh Prince. Like right. it's not just oh nobody knows the difference. We have a morning show, and I don't think anybody saw that. No. And so after a while, I think when it became apparent that we were not a plug and play show that was going to fit into the mold that they already created, there was some abandonment that yeah. happened where it was like, well, we tried. I I don't know about this new show. I mean. Well, and honestly, you said, Miguel, like, it. we wanted to gain the respect from the people in the building so that we could gain it from the listeners. It happened the opposite way around. Yeah. Because somehow, over months and years of us doing what we do and little by little of management letting us in very small increments, which is why it took so long, um, put our personalities out there, the, the listeners came. Right. Our M&H fam was born. He in Tampa, because we always had an M&H fam plus other M in Panama <laughs> City. Um, but then, like, the Tampa fam started to to form. Mm-hmm. And so once that happened, then the people in the building were like, wait, Ooh. why why so many people love y'all? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they didn't say it like that, but you know yeah. that's what they meant. Oh, yeah. So it really took a lot of people by surprise. The smart business people in the building took notice of that and then turned around and were like, got it. Right. Let me sell it. Yeah. But the people that just didn't get it and didn't really care to still don't. Yeah. So I think that's what happened. I think this is a good example for if you're listening and you are starting a new job or a new career that. I didn't truly understand this until, and I feel like you can't until you've been working in whatever industry for a while, is you have to set the expectations when you begin. Mm. And it's sort of like when you work up, when you work your way up through a company and you were the intern and you were part-time and you were this and you were that, and then you still have people that are like, well, look at that. Look at old intern so-and-so. Like, sometimes you got to leave and then come back in order for them to understand your value. And then when you do go somewhere, you've got to set the expectations first day of, like, this is what I'm expecting. Not saying that you need to be a bitch about it or Mm -hmm. you need to be, you know, disrespectful or, you know, pigheaded about it. But being assertive. And I think that if I had to say there was, like, a common thread between a lot of just from the people who message us, who listen to the show, and and, and who are in the fam. Hey, that, Platypus. Hey, Platypus. 
um, you have a little bit of that in you where you want to speak up, but you're afraid of rejection. Yeah. And I feel like that's we are a tribe of those type of people, you know, because we want acceptance from other people. Man, so bad. Seriously. It's like and a people pleasing thing. Absolutely. And a lack of boundaries. Oh, my God. I <laughs> buy boundaries. Like a year ago, I was like, I got my boundaries now. Bitch, I ain't had no boundaries. <laughs> I find that the hardest work to do mm-hmm. mentally, emotionally. Because it's constant. Right. So anyway, boundaries are another thing and very difficult. It is. And so that's something that we all have to work on together moving Mm -hmm. forward is whatever it is in your life, your relationship, your work, your uh, family life is being assertive and being a little selfish and thinking about it. Yeah. And that's that's a bad thing because in America... There is such a, um, there, it's shameful to be selfish. Right. And it, it's because the, the term selfish took on this mm-hmm. meaning of like, if you're selfish, you're a terrible person. Mm. Or like, you know, on the opposite page of that, to be selfless is to be sort of this paragon of inspiration. Oh, right. he's so selfless. She's so selfless. Well, that's great, but that leaves for sort of an empty shell of a person mm-hmm. who just does what they're told. Right. And that's not a great quality. So I think we, we, America, needs to sort of rethink what it means to be selfish or selfless or, you know, because being selfish can also be termed self-care. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just you need that. And the terms somehow got all mixed up and and suddenly, like, we have this crazy work drive in America where it's like you have to, you know, work 40, 60 hours a week. And if, you know, you're not having your phone on you binging with all of the emails, then you're not really doing good enough. And it's just so wrong. No, I agree. I mean, it's. So, yes, be selfish. Yeah. But because no one else is going to give you time for yourself. No. You have to take it. And then I had a, I shared a really, I thought, good meme um, that said, if you don't make time for your wellness, if you don't make time for your wellness, you will have to take time for your illness. Mm. And that's Ooh, just, yeah. that's just what happens. Mm. Right? I yeah. mean, if no, you it's true. keep putting off your own needs and your own spirit and what you need as a human to thrive, you're going to get sick. Mentally, physically, emotionally, and then you're useless to all the loved ones around you. Mm. I should look for that one. I gotta save it. Wow. So we say all that to say, Scott. Mm. Are you gonna be okay? I think it's so interesting because I'm in that time period right now where it's like, I've just been thinking so much about my career and my path and what I'm doing. And it's just, I guess it's just, I'm now at that point where I'm like, I'm, I'm very, I'm getting a lot closer to where like big decisions I feel like are going to have to be made. Like, and it comes down to honestly, like what I view myself, what I'm worth and how long do I want to wait before it's, you know, seen by others. But it's just, it's just fascinating because like, I love this. I love radio. I love entertaining, but I also, you know, want to make sure that I'm progressing 
at the the timeline that at least a little similar to my dreams and my vision. And obviously things are not as easy as they seem in your head, but I just thought a lot about like, you know, where am I going, especially here? And what about my other dreams of of speaking to, you know, crowds and audiences. And so it's just interesting. Like, I don't know where I'm going to be in a year with everything. And it's just, I hope I could, I hope, it is seen from others what, you know, with anything from the show to y'all to me of what the potential is there and what could really be brought to light. If you just give it a little, like literally like a plant, if you give it some water and some attention, mm-hmm. you know, you could really bloom something. And that's just kind of what I feel with myself. Like I want to, and we've said it many times on this podcast before. It's like, I want to be here and give everything I can but there's only so long where it's like I have I'm gonna wait, and I and it sounds weird, and I feel this way because I think a lot of the older generations look at my generations of like just so entitled and just don't want to put in the work for it. But like for me right now, the toughest thing with like continuing on this path that I'm like going is like it's like literally coming down to like the basic stuff. Like I can't live like too much longer at this you know part time bottom of the barrel path pretty much mm-hmm. like it's it's so weird like and i really started to think about it as soon as i got home with everything that's happening back home with like my mom and being here at home and talking to my dad about certain financial things like the fact that i have like and i know a lot of people go through this and i would be down to hear how other people deal with it like i had to pay for my own health insurance and dental just in case like i got in a car crash going back to like tampa or something like so my family wouldn't be homeless because those bills would rack up more and figuring out like these new stages of life. And when I was telling my dad, I'm like, well, I don't have health insurance because I legit don't know if I could like afford it. Like everything on my bill right now is like, I'm scraping. So every month it's like, I'm scraping this a little bit, a little bit closer. And I don't know how long I want to live like that. Cause it's like, that's exhausting to just not be able to like chase certain things because you're in fear of not being able to afford whether it's rent or groceries or those bare necessities. So I feel like I'm like, I'm getting to that point where it's, I have to constantly motivate myself to know that it's going to pay off, but at what route do I decide to take a step back, reevaluate and maybe take another road where it's like, it seems like there's more potential there. And I don't know when that time will come, but I do feel myself getting closer to that point because I'm very goal oriented person and like my first goal on every list that I have for this year and obviously this year's taken a turn is to become full time with this company. Right. And so I know well I'm not going to put anything out into the universe that it's not going to happen but I do have a feeling that if that were not to happen this year which there's only 4 months 3 months left that it's going to it's going to take my mind in a direction that I don't want because then I'm going to have it again on another list for the next year. And I'm not just trying to sit around and wait for, you know, somebody else to see my potential where I'm like doing everything you ask me to, like you said, and it's not paying off. Right. So that's where I'm at with everything. That's one of the hard parts about the entertainment industry is that there is no guarantee you can check all the right boxes And I guess I could be telling myself from what I just said a little bit ago 
is you can do all the things that, you know, the person that came before you did and say, well, do this, do this, do this, do this, and then you should get to where you want to be in this industry. And then it could not happen because every circumstance is a little bit different. True. And I think that you just have to constantly be reevaluating what is driving you. Mm. I It yeah. can't be me. Yeah. It can't be Holly. It can't be our boss, Will. It can't be anybody except for you. Because I was at that point several times when Holly and I worked together for our first stint in Panama City. And I remember I sat down with her and Kramer and Mandy at a Chick-fil-A one time. And I was like, well, when our contracts are up, I, I can't do this anymore. Like, I remember. I'm tired of working two jobs um, and just feeling like I'm just throwing my life away to for what, you know? And then it was like once I'd kind of said, well, I'm going to give this a little bit longer. Literally, I think it was a day or two later. Holly, it's when you were talking to one of our radio friends that said that, you know, I think that there is a station somewhere down in central Florida, South Florida that could want you all. But we're not 100 percent sure. But there's a possibility. And like literally that had been like the first sign of life of anything that remotely could make me feel like I was being valued. We literally were mm. out on an island. Yes. Island seriously. 106. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, I can't believe that call. Like it was just, I was talking to her for some other totally different reason. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, by the way. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah. That was very the very first like hint of a breeze that there might be Something else. Right. And then that sort of stopped me because I was planning on, you know, when our contracts are up in Panama City that first time of going back home to uh, Atlanta and calling my friend at CNN. at CNN and being like, they got any entry level camera operator positions or whatever y'all need a person to wrap up the cables, yeah. uh, the follow the camera person around, like whatever it is. I'll start from the bottom and then work my way up there if I have to, but I can't do this anymore. So then once that little carrot was dangled in front of me, and then over the preceding weeks, sort of a little bit more of that onion was opened up and I could see, and then it was like, all right, this is the path that I'm on. I need to go. So I still had to make that decision for myself, and that's what you're going to have to do. And I totally understand. I mean, that's why, you know, we try to help you out as much as possible because we both were there. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. It's just, it's weird because there is no blueprint. It's not like, you know, there's like, okay, well, here you're going to have to, like, change routes and move and go to another location because that's going to be the thing that lifts you up. And it's like, you know, if that's what it takes, fine. But I do – I love, you know, being where we are in the area. I love everything about it. So I'm like, I want to make that work. But it's I feel like now I'm coming to a point where I'm like, well, huh. Is that the place or is this the route that I want to go? So it's it's weird because it I goes back and forth every day. I'm like, I love, you know, this entertainment side of things. But then when I go and do my my speaking stuff and engaging and inspiring others, I'm like, oh, my God, that fuels my fire so much. So it's so much up in the air right now. I'm like everything. And obviously life is just crazy. So it's thrown more spins in with everything else. So. Yeah, the pandemic has not helped. No, no. not at all. It's, not at all. It's <clears throat> slowed 
and sped things up for people depending upon where you are in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um. So how does your dad feel about what you do? I mean, it's just you know what it is. Here's the feeling. Like I feel embarrassed. I think that's what I I feel like when I'm like, I just feel like he doesn't think this. But every time I have to respond to a family member or something about like, yeah, I'm part time or yeah, like and kind of make a joke out of it. I can't afford something. It's a feeling of like. They're not thinking this, but almost like, what are you doing? You know, like, hmm. is I, this the route? I have never connected to a statement so much in my life. I got that a lot when I was doing radio in Ohio because hmm. at family gatherings, people would be like, so when are you going to go to sales? Because that's where you make money, right? Mm, and yeah. I would be like, ha not going to do that. Yeah, it's like, this is my dream and I want to hmm. do it. And I, even the other day, like on the couch, I got mad at my dad for you know, just, I guess, internal reasons, but he's like talking to me about financial stuff. And he's like, well, why don't you go for full time? I'm like, what? Like, what do you think I've been asking <laughs> for two years. I'm busting my, like my ass. Yeah. And he, obviously he didn't realize that, but it was so much internalized where I'm like, I want, like, I'm trying here. I don't know. And it's just that part of me, like feels so self-conscious that it's just, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just the timeline that's creeping up. I feel like this year about to happen. Like I'm at an age where I f- like, I don't know. Maybe it sounds ridiculous because I'm only turning 24. But to me, it feels like, okay, now you are past like your first year out of college. Like you're like, those things are done. Like now it's time for you to like kind of get a little bit of a grip. And so anytime I have to respond either to, yeah, I'm still part time or yeah, I don't have the money for that. It just feels like this odd force against me where in like my head, like I know it's going to pay off. Like I just know it's going to. And one day I'm going to look back and be like, damn, you had this struggle to understand what you had now. But in this moment right now, whenever I have to answer those questions, like it's just this weird feeling of embarrassment and self-consciousness that I just I hate. I hate every bit of it because it is so uncomfortable and especially in moments like this where it's like I wish I could help more, especially like with my family stuff. Like I wish I could do more. But I literally can't, except for just being here, which I'm glad I could do that. This isn't going to make you feel any better, but hopefully provide a little bit of um, uh, comfort, maybe, is you have to start to, at some point, let and train them that success for you is different than if than what your brother looks like. So your brother is an engineer. So that is probably, I would imagine, I don't know any engineers per se, but I imagine it's like, you know, you are an associate and you do two years and then probably written out in his job statement is like two years as an associate and then you move up to the next level and you move to the next level. And then at some point you've got to figure out, do you want to start your own firm or do you want to, you know, make the big leap to be a partner with this firm or whatever? That's what I imagine it would look like. You know, what we do is so different that it is hard for people to understand what it is and how much we do day by day and what goes in it. That makes me think of our old co-host Kramer. Right. Right? Because isn't his brother like a lawyer or... No, he's like a web something. Yeah, like Like, some some very... rich type, like <laughs> earns a lot of money type of tra- traditional pa- life path. Right. And I feel like Kramer always felt like he was not good enough. Right. 
right? So, and so as Scotty's the younger brother, there's that weird, and you didn't even say anything about your brother, Scott, but I, I understand <laughs> the family dynamic mm-hmm. and then having a, a parent who's like, okay, where's the results? Right. Because their brain doesn't think that way that our career works. Right. And, and that's Tough. where you kind of have to like show them that like, hey, look, I'm part-time. I now have had a six-month endorsement. No other part-timer has an endorsement that's been with them that long, you know. Or look at how many, and I know this sounds, you know, stupid, but this is the world we live in. It's 2020. It's not 2009. You have close to 10,000 social media followers. Now, I'm not saying, ooh, look at all these people that follow me. That is money. That's stuff that you can turn into money, okay, because you can make money off of that. Once you get to that 10,000 followers and you can get that swipe up feature, you can start becoming um, a... um, Oh, God, what's it called? An affiliate marketer. You know, all the products that you use. Instead of being like, oh, hey, I'm use the keyword Scott and get 20% off. Every time someone does that, you get a slice of the sales because you work on that. You know, you mm. can start making those songs that you do and selling it and doing it, not even on the show, but just on your own social media for people and making songs for people and selling stuff and taking a cut of it. By the way, I actually had somebody slide up in my DMs asking me for that. Oh, and really? now I can't remember. They were like, hey, so I'm trying to sell this cabinet. And can st- like, how do I get Scotty to do that? And I was like, <laughs> oh, well, you know, hold, give me a minute. And then like the next day they were like, oh, I found out Offer Up works. I was like, well, yeah, but <laughs> it's not as glamorous as what Scotty does. But, you right. know, but like that's a thing that people search for. So anyway, there's like a lot of different um, avenues. There's a lot of different ways that there's a lot of different uh, looks that success has. And you, it's just tough. It it's is. just really it, tough. It is tough. And and that I can totally understand because I never had to deal with that because I was coming from like, they're like, oh, you want to be on the radio? Cool. Go ahead, girl. We all know what else you can do. So fine. So <laughs> I never had that expectation because I was coming from nothing and had to work for everything and claw my way. And there was no expectation about what I was going to be. So I don't. So I so I that just hit me that I I've never you understood don't know what that. that feeling is I like. don't. So I apologize for never understanding that that's where you were coming from with that and I completely understand that and I apologize but know that you are looked at by a lot of people in the industry as someone who are people that are younger than you on what they wish they could be. Yeah. Mm. You're sort of like um a prodigy, right? I would oh, say. I know. I'm serious. There's just not that many radio people, especially young radio people, that are doing it well. And right. You are, and I will say it was like I. I think we were living in this house, so within the last three years, at some point, my mom was like, "I'm real. I'm really surprised that you're still in radio." Like my mom, literally, <laughs> I didn't realize was just waiting for me to fail, mm. like this whole time. Wow. This whole time. And I'm like, wow. that's such bullshit. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I thought you said I could do whatever I wanted to do. But she was like, okay. Like, well, uh, well. Just prepare the guest room back at home or whatever. <laughs> like, it's it's a weird business. Mm-hmm. So it took my mom until <laughs> like three years ago She's to even like, realize this is a career and I'm staying with it until something else happens, whatever. And I feel like you take that and you let it fuel you if yeah. you want that to but fuel yeah, you. Yeah. If you want to. So this is where you've got to keep reassessing, you know, what it is that you want to do. And it's sort of like what Holly and I do every time that we come up on a contract, you know, we've got to figure out 
do we still want to do this? Is this what we want to do? They're not easy uh, thought sessions, discussions, um, you know, making lists. It's not an easy task. No, no. It's hard. It's very hard because you feel like you have to make the right decision for the rest of your life. Yeah. So much pressure. But know that you aren't making a decision for the rest of your life because you are going to make several different decisions over the course of your life. You know, you could end up being the president of Publix because maybe in a couple of years you're like, you know what? I don't want to wake up at three o'clock in the morning anymore. I want to go where people are pleasant and go work at Publix. (laughs) And that's fine. And you could be the president when you're 50 one day, you know? So you never know where life is going to take you. Mm -hmm. But I do think, and someone told me this a long time ago, um, that you want to have a roadmap, but be willing to take a detour or be willing to take a different route when it comes up in front of you, because I was like you. Like, I think I've mentioned this before. On my very first blog I had when I was in high school, on the left column after my, like, I'm Miguel and I'm 16, it was like, here's my five-year plan, my 10-year plan, my 20-year plan. My plan back, I don't remember all of it, but I remember part of it saying that by the time I was, like, 40 or 50, I wanted to own a radio station, a TV station, and a magazine. Wow. How's that going? Yeah, I don't want any of that. (laughs) I don't want to own any of that. I don't want to own a radio station. I want a TV show. I want to write magazine. I want but none of that in stuff. in your head at that time, right. that's what success looked like. That was yep. my plan. And now right. my what success looks like to me is completely different. And it's evolving. It's yeah. evolving for me from what it was five years ago when we started here. So it's always evolving. And that's okay. Yeah. That is completely okay. So give yourself some, be kind to yourself. Give yourself yeah. some grace. It's hard. It's really hard. But- you know, you are so kind and uplifting to others. Turn the kindness to yourself a little bit because mm. you you need it. Yeah, no, that's yourself. a good point. I, I mean, I do. It's just, it is just one of those moments, I think, in time where it's like, oh, yeah, I have so much time to, like, think about things and evaluate things. And the hardest thing is to realize, you know, I can't make these gigantic leaps like right now. But in my head, I'm like, I know what that like that picture is, what I could be doing. But it's, you know, a process to get there. And it doesn't just happen at the snap of my finger. No. Even though I wish, you know, sometimes it could. But those are good things to remember. And just remember the analogy that I'm sure I've said to you before that our life coach told us is that, you know, think of the destination that you want. And then it's sort of like a boat where or a big ship where a ship just never makes a hard left or a hard right. You've got to make a little turn to the left, a little turn to the left, a little turn to the left. So everything that you do is building towards what you want. So Mm. let's say you want to be a motivational speaker. Well, every time you post a motivational video like you did last week, that's getting you one step closer to doing that. Mm -hmm. Every song and music video that you make for the actual radio show That's putting you one step to having that show like you want because you never know who could be. One day the president of our company could be watching and be like, wait, who's this Scott kid I've never heard of before? And then all of a sudden they're like, well, we're getting rid of Miguel and Holly. It's going to be the Scott (laughs) show. So, I mean, you never know. You never know who's watching. That's a great point. That is a really good point. And I, I do put that in my head a lot of the times where it's like, you know, that it could just be one step away. And that's why you just got to keep going. So. And it sucks for you now because, let's be honest, you're sitting at home with some cheap ear pods right now. So right. Yeah, yeah. nothing looks great. <laughs> no. <laughs> nothing looks like it could be. There could be like some fabulous thing and you're like, 
<sighs> I'm just walking the dogs. But here I go again. Let me give you some perspective. Those moments help you later on in life. Like I feel like for like just technology sense, like when we're doing the show and I've got five million things going on and I'm able to handle a conversation on air. You know, the computer's freaking out because they just remerged the logs in the middle of a segment. And I've got to still figure out how the hell we're going to play two songs. And we still got another five minute bit coming up. And then we got a phone call here. We got a phone call there. It's because 12 years ago, when I was in your position in Panama City, I was having to figure out Holly's uh, monitor on some CDs yeah. and how to make sure that she had everything she needed when she was doing her segment and Kramer needed everything that he needed and while I was still in a conversation. So like all those things that you're experiencing now, how to broadcast from a remote location, who knows how that's going to come in hand later on in life, mm. you know? Oh, so it, it, it's a good point. It, it's, it's a learning experience for you. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it all the time, but it no, is. No, it doesn't. It is. No, yeah, no, it is good. And again, like, I'll continue to say, like, I am very thankful to, like, weirdly enough, how the universe put me back at home for a little bit. Like, it's needed. I'm learning. There are just some tough moments here and there, but I am thankful to be home through these times. Well, uh, we'll have to chat tomorrow about how your mom's doing and get an update on that and uh, the COVID situation that we were chatting about last week. Um, because you got test results back. So we need to chat about that. But we're out of time. Well, all right. Um, Sorry to all of you guys, Platypus, that didn't get a podcast Friday or Monday. Yes, yes. Oh, oh yeah. I was going to say, uh, hold on. Who sent a message? David on Instagram. What's his name? David Kirschmar. Uh, he was like, where's the podcast, sad face? And I saw that come in yesterday, and I was like, give me a minute. <laughs> but I totally understand it. I totally get it. it we just had, it was it was a time. But yeah. we're, we're, we're good now. We're yeah. good. We're back on we track. Got, we got it figured out. So you'll get three this week to make up for us being out on Monday and then missing last Friday. Yeah. Um. Oh, and I got to give a shout out to the Miguel and Holly fan member who was at Publix. Oh, yeah. Who <laughs> shouted out Platypus. As we were passing by each other in front of the chicken. The carts were passing in the night. And she said, platypus! And then she just kept her cart going. And I was like, hey, I don't even know your name, but thank you for listening. That's awesome. So shout out to her. Oh, I met somebody in the parking lot yesterday. I don't remember his name or his company because I'll be honest, I was a little creeped out because it was like a a logoed van and Mm -hmm. he was driving slow and staring at me. And I was like... Bitch. So then I quickly got in my car and I like, you know, locked my doors. But then he got out and like from outside my car, I heard Holly. And I was like, okay. So I opened the window. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be creepy, but I love the show. Ah! And I was like, oh, that's fine. Sorry. You just don't know. Right. You're like, I'm just trying to make sure you're not trying to throw me in this van. For real. I'm so sorry to that man. But I did give him some stickers. Oh, awesome. So at least he's got some stickers. That poor man. (laughs) He was like, just trying to say hi. And I'm like, but you never know. Oh, fine. well, fine. if you do want some Miguel and Holly stickers, you can always shoot me an email with your name and address. Miguel at hot1015tampabay.com. Scott, what's your Instagram so we can get you up to 10,000? You get that swipe up feature. We are so close. It is at Scott Tavlin. S-C-O-T-T-T-A-V-L-I-N. 
Holly. Yes, Radio Holly on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, and on Facebook, which I'm not on very much anymore, but it's Holly on Hot 101.5. And you can find me, Miguel Fuller, on Instagram, TikTok, and everywhere. Catch up up with the previous episodes of the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast from Hot 101.5. Just hit up the Hot 101.5 app, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Search Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Uncensored.